This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So basically, we've just built up a a, re, a big uh, mountain of reasons of why uh, the Mariners had such a tough time with them. But listen, the Mariners get three of four at the end of the day. That's that's all that matters. You're right. Their bullpen, not very good. Our bullpen wasn't too great this series and still you know, overcame. And I would, I would say they won the, they definitely won the bullpen uh, war, the battle of the bullpens, but you know, you're, you're looking at guys with over eight ERAs, not a lot of time or journeymen on that team. And you're looking at the Seattle Mariners bullpen, which, you know, up until recently, or maybe even as far as back as when we traded uh, Paul Seawald at the deadline, if one of, if not the best uh, bullpen in, in the American league. And, uh, now I, I don't know. I know Larry Stone wrote an article about it, uh, bringing up concern of maybe that the bullpen might be possibly the reason if we miss the playoffs, that would be the reason, which is kind of crazy. Cause we would, you know, want to point our finger at the offense, but to be honest, the offense is up, <laughs> believe it or not from last year at this time, uh, what are you seeing in the bullpen? What are your concerns? Well, they I mean, we've talked about it before when they traded Seawald that I was concerned that, you know, you're losing a guy that you can count on um, and everybody's had to move up the ladder and guys are pitching more and more often. You saw in this series, uh, Munoz go, um, had to, they put him in a situation where they wanted him to make a five out save. He threw more pitches than he has, I believe, in at any time in his career. But that didn't cause them to lose that game. Uh, Matt Brash has pitched uh, the most out of any reliever in the American League, even before this series. I believe he's pitched uh, for the last five games. Uh, and with Matt Brash, you know, he uh, you just sometimes don't know what you're going to get with him. He is electric, has got super – super he's super good and has some outstanding talent but you know it's it's different when you're there in the ninth inning and you're hoping that he throws strikes and gets ahead of the guys and with both of them they get ahead of guys but at some points during this series they didn't finish him off and even scott service mentioned that so yeah so it's going to be a bullpen guy committee especially with how often these guys are used and how often the mariners play in tight close games um so yeah, it's it's going to be definitely a part of the story going down the stretch. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy how, in seasons how one thing can be the concern and then the other thing is now the concern. Like for me right now, I don't feel like I'm concerned about their offense as far as at bats and as far as them, you know, getting hits 
and that sort of thing. I'm not as concerned. Am I concerned about the base running and things like that? We'll get into that because we're going to dive into that. Um, I'm not concerned about the starting pitching. Um, I, I would love to get Wu back um, in there. I saw that the Mariners are probably going to go with a six-man rotation, possibly starting next week. That seems like that might happen. Um, did you see that as well? Yeah, um, that's yeah. sounds sounds good. I mean, uh, makes sense. Uh, if the Mariners are lucky enough to get in the playoffs, I would assume that um, they're as we saw last year. The Mariners went with only a couple guys that they truly believed in in the playoffs, as far as relievers, and the rest they used as starters out of the pen. And um, I believe the Mariners will do that as well. And we saw how successful. Houston was last year and using their starters out of the pen, uh, not only as they won the world championship, but definitely in that eight, 18 inning um, elimination game against yeah. the Mariners where they used all their guys. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely a nice thing to have for the Mariners. It's uh, especially when they get in the playoffs and hopefully they do. And I think it is the smart move with, the, with the younger arms and just keeping maybe somebody's arm like Castillo's nice and fresh. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Um, I was already writing up a different headline and maybe how the show was going to go, but you know how that always goes. Once you start uh, preparing that way, you think it's going to zig the game of baseball will zag on you. Um, Julio with the big three run bomb five for five. You no, know, we were kind of harping on some stuff. So before we get back into um, maybe talking about the mental errors and the uh, base running mistakes that, seem to be a huge concern that you could maybe get away with a team like the Royals, where you can keep going at their bullpen and getting more chances and playing add on. You're not going to have that in Houston. Uh, we'll get into that in one second. Just want to also talk about some positives though, in this series, listen, we won three or four games and right now without JP, we needed some of our bigger guys to step up in the series. The people that should the Tay Oscars tie Eugenio, Julio, and Cal, they all had, you know, good to, you couldn't have any better of a series. Yeah. I mean, going down the list, Eugenio, he's out there every day, gives you, uh, saves you so many runs defensively. Sure. He's going to strike out some, um, I I've got nothing but admiration. A guy that goes out there every single day and is focused and makes the plays, uh, I, I really, I really like him. You mentioned Cal. Yeah. Huge, huge series. Couple, couple missiles to write uh, for home runs Piss. that were key. Piss missiles as you like to call them, right? I do, but I would call those more frozen ropes. A little piss missile is, you know, a missile kind of has a little bit more trajectory to it. This was more like on a Got line it. of frozen rope, but, but here nor there, uh, I agree with you. Uh, Tay Oscar. Yeah slumping through this month had a big five hit game and and ty has come around quite a bit and had that huge uh base hit to uh give you the lead late in the game 
Uh, so, yeah, nothing but good things to say about those guys so far. This series. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, just the, in this series, yeah, you could look at Teoscar's where you go. He's slumping so far this, uh, you know, this August. And you go and you look at his line, you look at the last seven days, and you go, wait, he's hitting 320, but that's, you know, you're adding a five for five game in there. In the last 15 games, he's hitting 316, though, but it does feel like he's slumping. And I had to go back and look and go, well, in the last two weeks, he's hitting 316. He's got, he's not driving in runners as much as you'd want him to, obviously. And the power numbers are down with only two home runs in the last week. Uh, uh, you know, you look at Julio, though, we'll get into him. Let's just get over to him for a second. I mean, in the last week, he's hitting 417. Last two weeks, he's hitting. 377 the last month he's hitting 315 last month he's hitting seven home runs he's hitting two home runs in this last week three in the last couple of weeks then you go over to cal raleigh uh interesting he just seems like he's on fire right but he is with the to with the home run totals he's got three home runs in the last week or six in the last two weeks and he's gotten 11 home runs in the last month, but he's only hitting 179 in the last week and uh, overall 226 in the last month. But that's what you, you'll take from him. You'll take the big power numbers and the 220, 230 average from Cal and his ability to come off the bench and, and you know, also cash in in big moments. And that's what we learned to love about him last year. And we're starting to see it right on cue at the right the most important time of the season again right now yeah i couldn't agree more cal is he hits the home runs in big situations and clutch situations no matter if they're early on in the game when you're down or you need to get on the board first or late to give you some insurance or to win you a game that's what makes cal special i mean for him to hit his uh, i think he's up to like 51 now but i heard that he was the second youngest mariner to get to uh 50 home runs, the fastest, only behind Alex Rodriguez. So that's quite a feat for all the players that we've had in this organization that can put the ball out of the park. Uh, you mentioned Julio. Yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic. I mean, just in the last two days, I know it's more than 10 points, but he has raised his average. I'm not specific on it, but I know he's raised his average more than 10 points in just the yeah. last two days, which is unheard of. And, I mean, he basically – he carried you this whole series and won you this series um he was fantastic all the way around uh big clutch hits that was a criticism of him i think all three wins and even times when we lost he gave us a clutch hit to give us get us back in the game if not get us ahead so uh, it was the julio rodriguez series he was all over the place uh just just great at bats uh hitting the ball the other way turning on heat I mean, upper digit stuff. Uh, uh, his his exit velocity that they showed was up. I mean, that's not that big a deal, but I mean, he was hitting the ball hard, and that's the most important thing. But he was absolutely the MVP of this series, and and was a big catalyst, and the only catalyst probably to uh, getting the Mariners all these victories in a tough series against Kansas City. Absolutely, and I loved his intensity. I mean. Uh... You, you saw it out there when things didn't go our way as well. But I did want to talk about one more offensive guy. We, you know, going under the radar, having a pretty good 
uh, last couple of weeks, and that's Ty France. In the last two weeks, he's hitting 306. In the last week, he's hitting 292. I know he went 0 for 5 in, in this last game here today. He's hit a couple of home runs in the last week. He's hitting three home runs uh, in the last couple of weeks. Only three home runs in the last month. So definitely whatever has been going on with him, he seems to be turning it around. And honestly, when Ty is on, and it makes this, you could say this about anybody, but I really do feel like if Ty France can turn it on and, you know, be around 300 the rest of the way and hopefully into the postseason, this makes this lineup so much more trickier to navigate through. Yeah, absolutely. Baseball's hard and uh, it's nice to see Ty be able to do what he's done. I mean, the key for the Mariners is when guys are not having an, a, a great night like Ty, you mentioned in game four of this series, that Julio is able to pick him up, that possibly Teoscar or Cal and vice versa. When one of those guys isn't going, you know, another guy steps up. Uh, in clutch situations with runners on and scoring position. That's how that's how a team evolves and, and gets on a good streak and wins a bunch of games. And uh, it's been working for him here lately. Not everybody's going to get, you know, more than two hits. I mean, it's incredible what Julio did get nine hits in two games, which was a major league record, I believe. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see that everybody is chipping in at certain times to help out the team win ball games and really tight games that are stressful and up and down, as like you mentioned, with our bullpen being taxed and worked hard and not coming through all the time or making it challenging for us. Yeah. And I mean, we we said it right here. You you got Tay Oscar, you got Ty, you got Eugenio, you got Big Dumper, you got Julio, and hopefully you get Crawford back. You're talking about six bats that you can expect things from, six bats that you can lean on, all doing what they're supposed to be doing. Eugenio didn't have the biggest series here. You said it. Uh, also prevented a lot of runs. With, with the outs, with the with the catching of the pop flies up against the fence, running into a post. Also, still will get you RBIs here and there when he's quiet because that's what he does. You got Tay Oscar having a five for five. You got Julio, you know, having a record-setting series. And then you add Ty France and, and Cal Raleigh coming in with the big blows. Now, at the end of the lineup, when you go, gosh, there's this area of the lineup we have to worry about – I just mentioned six guys. Maybe one of those guys is having a good day out of those three. Now you got the lineup just feels a lot bigger and much more healthier than, than it has. I know that we just lost Tom Murphy for, we're going to lose him for a little bit, but there was a point at this season, right? Where we only had like two or three guys that you'd have any confidence in. And now I feel like there's a handful, at least in the lineup every day. Yeah. Um, Good point. Um, you got Marlo giving you some uh, contributions. He's yeah. having incredible at bats, uh, getting you some big hits. You know, he's quiet like that. Uh, Rojas gave you a couple hits, even a home run in this series. He looks like he's, you know, trending in the right direction for him offensively. Canzone has gotten on, got some big hits here and there. Uh, and that's you, – you need your, your – your big guys to do most of the damage, but you also need these guys that are young and up and coming and haven't gotten them, you know, the, the most of the time uh, and just starting out their major league career to chip in. I mean, that's 
winning baseball right there. And I mean, I'm super impressed with what I see from Marlowe up at the plate. And uh, I hope he continues to get that opportunity every day because he deserves it. Yeah. I, I mean, the guy just came, just gets called up to the major leagues. We'd heard about him for, but he's hitting 293, you know, and he's just got about 60 at bats. He's hitting 293, a couple of home runs, seven RBIs, stole three bags. He's got an 880 OPS. Um, doesn't hurt you in the field. Uh, yeah. I mean, when Jerry Kelnick, you know, kicked the cooler, you know, that, you know, we did the episode right when the day after that happened, we were like, man, this was, this is terrible. Like he was at that point at that time, the most consistent hitter in the month of July for us goes down. K Marlowe comes up, plays the same position, um, same side of the plate. It's going to be interesting what they do when, uh, Jared gets back. Have you heard any news on Jared coming back? I might've missed yeah, that. I heard some today. Uh, Jared, I think, I don't know if it was a Jerry DePoto show or what, but, uh, I didn't listen, but I heard someone, maybe it was one of the reporters posted that, uh, he just got out of his walking boot and is starting to uh, do his baseball activity. So, uh, they're hoping that, uh, he should be back here soon. I would assume that, um, once that's all good, I mean, it's just the first day out of the boot. He'll probably, you know, train and get stronger and then go on a rehab assignment. So I would assume maybe September sometime. And that's exciting for, to me, you know. Uh, I Personally, I'd like to see an outfield with him, Marlowe, and obviously Julio and Teoscar, um, if they're going to play him, use him as more of a DH. Uh, that's well, they're going to put feeling. him in the lineup. Yeah, I have no. He'll, I think Teoscar always be in the lineup, but I mean, yeah, as far as defensively, you know, um, sure, I would wouldn't mind him going to DH if if Marlo's continuing the way he's is right now, and you get Jared back to what Jared was doing. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a fast outfield that covers a lot of ground. Um, we also have Canzone in this conversation too. I mean, uh, you got three left-handed outfielders and then you throw Haggerty in there. Who's more of a, uh, well, he's a switch hitter, but you know, one of the guys is not going to be on the roster, but that's for another, another episode. We got to keep this moving on.